I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Yahoo Sports Hockey Podcast, Justin Cuthbert with you, and it's been a minute. I mean, we did call it a soft launch, so we weren't expected to be here every week, twice a week, normal, regular season cadence stuff, Uh, but it has been a while since I've been on with you, and we promise more solo stuff this season, and that begins right now with 12 bold predictions for the NHL season. Now, I received some feedback last year because, you know, this is normal preseason fair. We did it last year. We did it the year before. We probably did it the year before. But last year, got some feedback. Wasn't quite bold enough last season. So I'm here to change that. We might border on reckless here, but who really cares? This is preseason stuff, and it doesn't really matter unless I bring it up on Twitter later. So get let's get right into it. 12 bold predictions for the NHL season. And I got to begin with Connor McDavid. And my bold prediction for Connor McDavid is that he has another top 10 season in terms of adjusted points. So McDavid last year, when, as I mentioned, era adjusted, had one of the top 10 seasons offensively ever. Like we're talking about a list that's, you know, random guys from the 1920s, which if it was a perfect metric, maybe they wouldn't be involved. But the other names, Lemieux and more more so Gretzky. So McDavid got into that. And I think there's a few things that contributed to that, the 56-game season being chief among them. But I think the most important thing was that resistance for him was minimal last season. Like, McDavid wasn't running into the Iron Curtain over and over again last year, playing in just the North Division and playing what was a group of fairly underwhelming teams, we'll put it that way. So he had the opportunity to score. And I think the most important factor, there was this carrot, right? Game 50, maybe even started with game 45, 46, 47. 100 points was in reach. A round number to chase in what was meaning meaningless games. So I think he had all that working for him. And I don't think he'll have that working for him this year with a normal schedule, normal travel, playing elite teams like Vegas and Colorado out there at West. But I still have faith. I think Connor McDavid hits 150 points gets his name right back into that era-adjusted top 10, two submissions, and closing in on Gretzky, at least in that category. Number two, I got the Florida Panthers winning the President's Trophy, but with a caveat, Spencer Knight is the one that gets them to that point. I am high on the Panthers. I am buying and owning all their stock heading into this season. 
One of the reasons why is because they were an elite team last year, but top five in terms of performance and maybe not the best division, but a competitive one. And I think the difference with them is that while most elite teams were forced to give up talent over the summer, the Panthers didn't. They actually added. They actually added one of the more impactful potential top six contributors in Sam Reinhart to get even better than they were last year. A couple other things that I think are going to contribute to them potentially finishing at the top of the league, which is something they've never done before, is that they haven't really earned the right to be in cruise control yet. Like Tampa, we saw it last year. They had no interest in being the number one team in the regular season because they knew they were waiting for when it matters most. Teams like Boston, even Vegas and Colorado, I think they know who they are. They can load manage and they can just wait for the opportunity to strike in the playoffs. I don't really see Florida being in that category yet. And I think the other thing is that they have one big issue, right? It's goaltending, but they have the fix for that. You know, they lost Chris Drieger, who I think is going to be very good for Seattle. We'll get to him later. I think Spencer Knight can carry the load. And if Sergei Bobrovsky is doing that thing where Sergei Bobrovsky does not live up to his contract, which is probably safe to assume at this point, I think Spencer Knight can step in, maybe be a Calder Trophy candidate, favorite, and help Florida get to the you know, 105, 106, maybe 110 point plateau and potentially win the President's Trophy. Number three is also Panthers related. Bold prediction number three on the 2021-22 bold predictions from Yahoo Sports is that Alexander Barkov finishes second to McDavid in the Hart Trophy. So we're sort of moving through it thematically here. We're starting with McDavid, circling back to McDavid, but staying on the Florida Panthers, I think he could win it if things go south for Edmonton, which is possible, right? If McDavid doesn't have the season that I'm expecting him to have, but is obviously still very good, the best player in the world, but doesn't make the playoffs, voters may use that against him. We've seen it in the past before. And if the president's trophy goes to Florida and Alexander Barkov is going to be one of the reasons why, he could get the recognition that he deserves. Voters are wising up. I think we saw that last year with the switch from Hedman to Adam Fox sort of in season when we're talking about the Norris Trophy, I feel like they are paying attention now or closer attention to the finer things, less appreciated things, and that is Alexander Barkov to a T. He benefits from that. He's acknowledged for the role he plays on one of the best teams in hockey, and he finishes second in Hart Trophy voting to McDavid and first if the Oilers miss the playoffs. Number four. Took this took us a while to get to the Maple Leafs when we're here. I think the Maple Leafs scratch and claw to make the postseason, but they do as a wild card. Lightning, Panthers, Bruins. Who are the Leafs going to outpace out of those three in order to get a guaranteed spot in the Atlantic Division? It's possible that they're better than all three of them, but I think it's more likely that the Leafs have to resort to the wild card chase. I think there's a measure of vulnerability to this team. They should be locks to make the play- playoffs based on you know, talent alone. But when looking at the division and looking at like the mental obstacles that they're dealing with and a little bit of a lack of depth, like what happens if Matthews goes out? We saw what happens when Tavares went out in the playoffs. What if Riley or Brody goes out or there's problems in net? This could be a grind, honestly, for the Maple Leafs. And it actually probably would be a good thing if they face some adversity in the regular season because maybe they can prove to themselves that they can get over it. So Maple Leafs, wild card this year but they do make the playoffs. Number five, these bold predictions. I got Tampa finally losing a postseason round. Now I hesitate because 
I mean, that's not really bold, is it? But it's kind of proven to be bold because if you've won eight straight postseason series, I mean, this is definitely not a common thing for them to be losing postseason rounds, but, you know, surviving the gauntlet again is probably too much to ask. They'd be the first team in nearly 40 years, the New York Islanders lasted at winning three in a row in what, the early 80s? That's eh, probably not going to happen for Tampa this year. They are objectively worse. They lose their entire third line, which was really the difference in turning them into this historically dominant regular season team to a dominant postseason team. And they are playing in the toughest division, or at least the top heaviest, if that's a term, division in hockey. So I think it's going to be a grind for Tampa. I think they finally do meet their match. Number six, bold predictions, 2021-22 NHL season. I've got Pittsburgh and Washington missing the postseason. This one is a bit wild. I know. They've essentially both been locks to make the playoffs since, what, Crosby's second season in the league. I think Washington missed once since those guys were in their salad days. But it's muddy out there in the Metropolitan Division. I think the Islanders and Hurricanes are both better, pretty clearly. And I think the Rangers and Flyers could be as well. There's also some, like, narratives working on here. Like, the Penguins are sort of reaching a crossroads. They could be rebuilding as early as this summer and moving on from Evgeny Malkin, who is in the final year of his big money contract. Like, it could be a whole new Penguins team very, very soon. And for the Capitals, like, they're in sort of the opposite situation, but still potentially a sinister one. I mean, they're absolutely locked into an aging core and the team that won four years ago, but clearly isn't the team of four years ago. I think one of these teams is going to be down bad this season, or both. And I think there's a good possibility that both both miss the playoffs because of how good the Metro division is, and because a team like the Maple Leafs might be in the wildcard hunt with them. Number seven, maybe more of a hope than anything, but my bold prediction for Phil Kessel this season is that he assists on another Stanley Cup run. We know what's happening in Arizona. We know what Phil Kessel's contract situation is. And unless he's like totally uninterested at this point, I mean, he should be moved at the deadline. And if he's moved at the deadline, you'd think that he'd play a decent sized role for a Stanley Cup contender. So unless he just wants to be at the club at whatever golf course he belongs to in Scottsdale, I think Kessel's going to be one of those prime candidates to be moved. And if you're serious about winning, well, if you're serious about Kessel, then you've got to be at least a little bit serious about winning because you're adding what would be probably a third line weapon or power play weapon, someone who can score some goals for you in a depth role. And you got to be serious about it as well. So Phil Kessel potentially celebrating another cup would be at least, you know, good for Twitter fodder. Number eight. So a little confusion on this one, I have to admit. It has been reported that federations, international hockey federations like Hockey Canada, USA Hockey, et cetera, have until October 15th or one week from now to formally submit a list for potential Olympic participation. I think 50 players each. And it's also been reported that that means like, or that half the list could be, you know, players that aren't necessarily in the NHL because there is a non-zero chance that the NHL pulls the rug underneath these players and they don't go for whatever reason. So that means, you know, if half the players have to be non-NHLers, that leaves about 25 players to be submitted on this list, which means a team like Hockey Canada or a team like USA Hockey, they've already chosen 
their team. So <laughs> with that backdrop, I'm calling a huge season for Jonathan Taze. And because he probably won't be on that list, I think that that is the technicality that prevents him from being at Beijing in 2022. This is a long runaround way of saying that I think Taze has a massive bounce back year after taking a year off to address medical concerns. I think Jonathan Taze is going to have a tremendous year for the Chicago Blackhawks. And we're going to be wondering why he's not on Team Canada in several months time. Number nine, 2021-22 bold predictions. I've got Chris Drieger leading the Kraken in a meaningful March. March being the month of March. I'm not sure they're going to make the postseason, but I think it's going to be a possibility for the expansion side. Now, Ron Francis, I mean, I think he's well-respected. I think he's going to do a great job in Seattle, but he doesn't have a great track record with goaltending. You remember Scott Darling? That was one of the worst contracts signed in the like recent history. A goaltender who, by miracle almost, got himself to the NHL and then had you know, a couple decent games, playoff appearance, you know, short-lived. And then all of a sudden he's being signed to a multi-year deal by the Carolina Hurricanes, who all they needed was strong goaltending to be a good team. And I guess they still need that. But with that top of mind, or maybe even top of mind for Francis, I think that he overplayed his hand in Seattle, at least when it came to goaltending. Of course, he went out and got Philip Grubauer, as a free agent, but I think he already had the perfect goaltender in Chris Drieger. And I think that's going to prove itself as true when down the stretch, he's the guy over Grubauer that's helping the Kraken push for a postseason spot. Number 10, I got the Canucks placing second in the Pacific division. So the consensus is Golden Knights one and Oilers two, but I think the Canucks come in and sort of throw a wrench into those plans. I'm not going to say they, you know, uh, unseat the Golden Knights, but I think they're going to have a big season and I think they're going to be better than the Oilers in the regular season. That top nine is exceptional. Thatcher Demko could be among the game's elite goaltenders. And while that defense is paid way, 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 way too much, and there's a lot of problems back there, they should be competent at least. Like it's not going to be worth the value in terms of the collective contracts, but I think they could cover off even better than a team like Edmonton. Like I think Edmonton's defensive concerns are more so than the Canucks. So I got the Canucks cruising to a number two finish in the Pacific. And I think they're going to have a good playoff as well. However, number 11, I got the Golden Knights going to the Western Conference final. And the hot take here is that they meet the Winnipeg Jets there. And what was a rematch of four years ago, that unexpected Western Conference final four years ago, or not even unexpected, impossible at the time with Vegas going in there inaugural season but I think that's rematched this year rationale again obvious for the Golden Knights elite team in the NHL's worst division less so certainly for the Jets but I am a huge fan of them this year I think they address their needs I think they are a worthy dark horse in a team that could potentially add to the Colorado postseason misery get through that division and meet Vegas in the Western Conference final once again this is more of a hunch than anything and me just trying to approve or to prove that these are actually, in fact, bold predictions. And number 12, we've already reached the end. We got to have a Stanley Cup pick, right? I've got the New York Islanders winning the Stanley Cup this year, almost 40 years after their last. So other than Tampa, no team has played more 
games in the postseason than the Islanders. And as it stands now, they are one of the proven entities and few proven entities who remain completely unsatisfied with how the last few seasons have ended. I think that is a very, very dangerous com- combination. And I think this is a team that got better. I think Zidane Chara could be a nice little fit on that third pair. I think the Islanders are who solves the lightning or whoever solves the lightning and Lou returns to the very top of the mountain. Now, this is the first solo pot of the season, but we're going to have a string of them to come in the lead up to puck drop on Wednesday. We are already there. We're going to have another podcast on Monday, the top storylines to watch, and we'll have one more solo pod with the championship tiers, my championship tiers for the 21-22 NHL season. We will talk to you then. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.